0: It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Ah, welcome into Hump Day. Made it to Wednesday. Spears on Sports presented by M&M Carnage. It is Wednesday, August 10th. You know what Wednesday means. John and Tony, Dog and Pony Show. Tony Burke in studio with me. How you doing, buddy? Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike. It's Wednesday, isn't it? Hump day. Hump day. <laughs> it's actually, I, you know, I, no show tomorrow. Bats baseball will uh, preempt me tomorrow. So this is kind of like my first Friday this week. I'll have another Friday on Friday, but this is my first. The only reason I know it's Wednesday because you told me. Because uh, us retired guys don't have any idea what day it is. Our buddy Robe loves hearing that, doesn't he? He I loves hearing that. Throughout at him on
1: uh, Sunday out of Covered Bridge.
0: Eminem and Carnage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. If you'd like to text the Texas show, that number is 414-1450. Area code 502-414-1450. Don't forget, Summer Cash Bash is going on at Thornton's As We Speak. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000. That happens all summer long with the grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon, that's all you got to do to enter. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, and many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. That's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. Not a Refreshing Rewards member? Why not? Become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. Now, today, you don't have to buy those Bud Light 12-packs. You could just go out there on I-71, right, Tony? Pick uh, a couple up. Uh, pick semi- a couple up. Turned over. Uh, sometimes when those semis turn over, the nicest things don't fall out of them. And, and, look, we hope everybody's safe and okay, and they were getting ready to hook the truck up, truck up to a, uh, a, a um, tow truck. But there had to be 300 Bud Light cans laying in the road there. There were so, so many be, Bud Light least. cans, it looked like the ground was blue. How many people stopped to help pick up the Bud Light cans? That's a good you question. You don't stop to pick up a lot of stuff, but Bud Light cans, yeah, we're picking those up. All right, lot to get to today. Kentucky plays basketball tonight in the Bahamas. Uh, I'll ask Tony Burke, who he's most looking forward to see play tonight. Because you know what you're going to get out of Shebway. You know what you're going to get out of Severe Wheeler. So the options are going to be Jacob Toppin, who is allegedly much improved, one of the freshmen possibly, or maybe C.J. Frederick, who we haven't seen in a Kentucky uniform actually play basketball. We saw him at Iowa. He can shoot the ball. He's a smart player. Um, Who do you want to see? So we'll talk about that uh, as the show goes on. I talked about this yesterday. Let's start with this. Fred Cowgill, WLKY, is suing Trinity High School. August 20th last year, home opener for the Shamrocks. Fred had his camera. He was filming uh, the game, Like and, and Ken Spencer from Channel 11 was right next to him. They got their cameras. They're filming the game at Trinity, and Fred gets run over on a sweet play near the goal line, dislocated Patella, a lot of injuries to his leg and knee. I saw him, as I mentioned last week. He is just now fully recovered. It's been a long process. But he wants to sue Trinity, and he's actually sued Trinity um, because they didn't make it a safe environment for him to film the highlights. Tony, what was your first thought when you saw this uh, lawsuit? I thought it was ridiculous,
1: John, because I've stood down there, you've stood down there. We've been at crowded places. We've been at places where nobody's there. You take your own risk when you go down there. Nobody's ever – they talked about not people not having credentials. Nobody ever has credentials. They let you down there. And it's what I thought yeah. is he's just ruined it for everybody, that they're not going to start letting people down there if they're going to start suing and, and things like that. We both, and you were me and you talked about it yesterday, uh, did a lot of games at Manuel Stadium, and we stood on the sidelines. About there's, the same th- distance. Th- yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of room. But the problem with this whole thing was – the video came out last night.
0: Yeah, Nick Coffee. I give him credit. Uh, our buddy over at uh, KRD, iHeartRadio, uh, does a morning show on uh, 790. He put the video out last night, and it does not look good for Fred.
1: No, there, there's nobody. What uh, the, what the lawsuit? The lawsuit well, said it was too crowded. Too
0: many people inside the fence and didn't allow Fred to actually move away from the oncoming wave of players that were heading out of bounds. Well, the video shows two people inside the fence, both with cameras. And nobody uh, else. And nobody else inside the fence other than down the line players and coaches. And they weren't in anybody's way. There was plenty of room. He just didn't get out of the way quick enough. Right. Ken Spencer right next to him, uh, same thing. But he got lucky, I guess, and didn't get run over, didn't get hit. Um, and Fred got hit, but there was room for him to get out of the way.
1: Well, you're talking about 16- to 18-year-old kids that are playing, and they're coming right at you, and you're holding a camera. Now, I feel bad for Fred because I don't want anybody to get hurt down there. I, I've yeah. run, I've almost got run over watching games down there, and it's scary. But you take that, we just like we said, at your own risk, and there was room. Now, when you're holding a camera and you're watching a football game, it's hard to run. All of a sudden, they get on top of you. But you can't file a lawsuit against Trinity because they were negligent. They were not negligent. And now Fred's put himself in a bad spot.
0: Well, the lawsuit is out. I've read it. I've read the uh, actual accusations from uh, Fred Calgill's attorneys. Um, not, to, In my opinion, not a lot there. Here's what I worry about. Will the KHSAA now get involved? I was thinking this, too. Or at a lower level, will the schools actually decide on their own whether or not they're going to allow these cameramen or anybody else inside the premises, inside the fence, to film. These kids love going home on Friday nights and watching their highlights. They do. It's it's a great one of the great parts of high school football is that. Channel 11 has Game Time Friday Night and Touchdown Friday Night on Channel 3 and whatever, WLKY, WDRB, whatever they have on. It is great for these kids and their parents to go home, hey, let's watch the highlights, maybe we'll see little Jimmy here. And now, possibly, that's going to end. Because if I'm a school, right now, until this is settled, I'm thinking, I can't let anybody inside the gate.
1: Yeah, they'll be... They'll be... Videoing from a lot different spots at this yeah, point, and they'll
0: be crowding, crowding us up in the broadcast booth.
1: Yeah, and I mean it's something that's gone on for years and years and years. And like I said, I feel bad for Fred Calgill because that's a heck of a way to get hurt, and that's a long. But the, to me, the lawsuit is very fiv. Uh,
0: you know, it's not yeah. something that you can you can do. We watch baseball. I watch baseball all the time, and there's not a week that goes by that a player doesn't get hit in the head with a pitch. It's nothing intentional. It's part of the game. That's why he wears a helmet. And he doesn't sue the pitcher or the organization because, hey, Nolan Ryan just hit me in the head with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. That is part of the game. Part of going down and covering these games on the sidelines, whether it was you and I as field reporters for a radio station, whether it's Jason Frakes from the Courier-Journal standing down there toward the end of a game waiting to go out and interview the coaches before they can steal away and he can't get them, or the guys with the cameras that want to get great close, close-up close shots for their Friday night sportscast, this is an inherent danger. It doesn't happen very often. But it's going to happen. The unfortunate part is the severity of the injuries that Fred sustained. They were they were major injuries. And I've talked to him in a number of times within the last year. Uh, I talked to him last Monday. He never said anything about Sue and Trinity. He did bring up the fact or the or his perception that there were too many people inside the fence in, a, in an area where you couldn't get away from oncoming football players. But as the video shows, Tony – It's not the case.
1: He's wrong on that. Maybe he remembers
0: it that way. I I would understand that
1: and because it's a
0: traumatic experience. Right. But there was nobody there.
1: And, John, who's to say that they should be there besides someone else just because they're with the TV station? You know, I I just – the one thing that bothered me about the whole thing when he said – well, they didn't give out credentials, and there was lots of people. Come on, it's come high school on. football.
0: Yes, it's it's high school football. They're not. They They're not. Most of these schools don't have the budget to be printing out uh, press credentials for you to to hand you at the gate. Have when people you come down in.
1: there? I mean, I mean, how many times have you watched a college or a pro game and they come over and they truck a, somebody standing over there the, holding, the holding the sound sound Yeah, uh, man, circle, just circle. He's standing there, and bam.
0: Uh, and usually you pick them up and they're okay and they know how to fall. Look, Fred got trucked. Armand Tucker is a big running back, and there were linemen and linebackers in that way, too. There was a bunch of guys. Uh, I don't know how Spencer didn't get hit. I'm going to have to call Kent and see how he didn't get hit because he was in the line of fire, too. But I consider this lawsuit frivolous. Yeah. You waited almost an entire year. There's probably, I'm guessing, a statute of limitations. You had to do it within a year's time, I'm guessing. And. I don't know about the timing. I don't know if, hey, high school football's getting ready to start. Let's get this out now and let's uh, let's make some news. WLKY, by the way, has distanced themselves from this lawsuit. Said so
1: it was his individual lawsuit.
0: They have it was nothing not to do the do
1: station. So. Uh,
0: well, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> you show up. WLKY shows up. Now, uh, Dominique is, uh, Yates is part of the LKY now. If you're WLKY, here's a waiver. You better sign it. You want to go film it? First of all, we're not going to let you. But if we do let you, you're going to sign this waiver, and I think that might be the fir- the next step. Is uh, you show up, you want to go inside the uh, the fences here? You want to film? Sign this waiver because we're not getting sued. I, I don't see any way he wins this. Uh, do you see any any possibility? No. I mean, O.J. got law off, so, I mean, you never know, but do you see any chance that Fred Calgill wins this lawsuit?
1: Well, I told you, I, I said originally that I think he's just trying to get Trinity to settle and give him some money because there's no way that they're going to win this lawsuit, and that's just my personal opinion.
0: Yeah, and I don't know the particulars of how much uh, had to come out of his pocket. Maybe he's hurting. I, I have no idea. I would be surprised. Uh, I'm sure that in WOKY insurance – uh, is good enough to cover a major knee surgery, uh, but like I say, look—you go out on that field. There is an inherent danger that you are aware of when you walk out there. And look, Fred Cowgill's on the sideline at a lot of U of L football games, right? Those guys are a lot bigger than those high school players at Trinity. As great as those Trinity players are, those guys are a lot bigger. Uh, so whether you're at U K or U of L. Or Moore High School, or Shawnee High School, or Seneca High School. Doesn't matter. You can get run over if you're standing down on the sideline. You got to pay attention. And it, I will say this: It's a lot harder, I would imagine, for these guys holding the camera because they're looking through that lens, they're watching the play through a camera. They may not realize how close those guys are. We, all we had was a microphone. We knew how close. When they started coming my way, I'm backing up before they got anywhere near the sideline. How about you?
1: Same here. I, I almost got ran over yeah. at PRP one night, and boy, that scared me
0: to death. And the other part of this is Fred is getting lambasted on social media, Tony. I haven't seen one comment backing his lawsuit. No. and, that, and I'm not surprised either. And they just keep coming I, I'm on my Twitter account. <laughs> it's actually fun to read. Yeah, it's
1: not fun for Fred. It's not fun but, for
0: Fred because he's getting destroyed here, but right. uh, it's been fun to read. Uh, all right, uh, so... I guess that's a story. For, are, are you surprised at the traction this thing got? Because I mentioned it yesterday. I thought it would go away. It has not gone away. It's sort of like gasoline on a fire here. That's Everybody seems to be talking about this.
1: Well, the reason why because the video came out last night. It probably would have smoothed off a little bit, but when you watch the video – it just does not hold water.
0: There's a video of everything nowadays. You, if, if you're going to file a lawsuit, you better, you better have your facts first. right,
1: right? <laughs> you better go get There's Hey, your, there's
0: 100 people inside that fence. Well, the video shows you and another guy. Oh, well, that's not good. Uh, do you think he drops a lawsuit after, since the video came out? Yes. I think he – he save face here, that's if you're Fred that, County. That, that's what it save is. Save face. Now he, you know, I don't know. How, he's been thirty something years at WLKY. Thirty six, I don't know so. how many years he's uh, got left, or that he wants to do that. Um, but you got you to try to save face here, because right now, I hate to say this, because I like Fred. He's always been nice to me. Uh, he's sort of a laughing stock right now around town, and I hate to see that. If he's listening, he's not going to be nice to you anymore. Well, that's okay. I, <laughs> a lot of people aren't nice to me. I'm I'm fine with that. Used to it. All right, we got a lot to get to today. We'll talk live golf. Uh, Last night, a judge rejected the uh, bid of three golfers to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about who those golfers are. Cameron Smith had his uh, interview um, either today or yesterday for the uh, at the FedEx St. Jude Classic in Memphis. He is playing, but he was asked about going to the Live Tour, and uh, he. He is not media savvy. He didn't handle it very well. We'll talk about that. Shohei Otani broke another record last night. Manny Machado got the Padres off of a skid. The Mariners and the Yankees went 13 innings last night in a pitcher's duel. Uh, Cats in the Dominican Republic tonight. A ACC quarterback is going to be out for an extended period of time. We'll talk about that. Roger Goodell versus Deshaun Watson is getting very interesting. Hard knocks with the Detroit Lions last night. And a young, former Trinity pitcher, now in AAA with the Reno Aces. We'll talk about that with Tony Burke. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports. One of these days, I'm just going to listen to the whole song. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. I don't know when we have to start paying royalties, but uh, you might want to cut that off. Uh, it's after one minute you have to pay royalties. Oh, well, we had plenty of time. Yeah. Oh, ZZ top. Got to love it. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears, Tony Burke in studio on this Wednesday. Eminem Cartage hotline is still open 384 1450 502 384 1450 if you want to join in on the conversation, or if you got a question for Tony or myself about anything. It doesn't have to be about Fred Calgill, but whatever. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into the show at that number, 414-1450. Let me tell you about Shady Rays, an independent American-owned company started in Kentucky, changing the way you wear sunglasses. Shady Rays offers an industry-best combination of fit, style, and performance. Without the big brand price tag, i do not Not sure you're going to need – Tony, I don't know if you're going to need your Shady Rays today. It looks like tut, – tut-tut, it looks like rain. Uh, doesn't stop at the quality. Shady Rays offers the most insane warranty in all of eyewear. Every pair backed by lost and broken replacements. You lose them, you break, even on day one. If a running back runs over you on the sideline and your Shady Rays get broken, you get a brand new pair. That's the lost and broken replacement guarantee. Shady Ray's also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Ray's offering 25% off. You can try them out. See what they're all about. Just when you go to checkout, use the code X. That's for 25% off all adult shades. Do all of that at Shady Rays com. Shady Ray is going to be one of our sponsors for St. X football right here on the Big X as well. Tony and I will be on the air one week from Friday. It'll be the 19th as the Tigers host Owensboro in the season opener, defending 6A state champ St. Xavier and the Owensboro Red Devils. Tony and I will bring you all the action right here on the Big X. 730 kickoff. I think we'll be on the air about 715. Maybe Jim will still be around then. Who knows? All right. Uh, live golf. Been in the news every day for the last oh, I don't know, five months. Uh, there was uh, rumors yesterday, Australian reports that Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman are heading to Live Golf. Now, both those guys are playing this week in the FedEx St Jude Classic in Memphis, the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. So, Cameron Smith was asked. At his media availability, in Memphis about the possibility or the rumors of him going to live golf. He didn't want to answer it, and he didn't handle it very well. I know when you use the word mate, right, it sort of smooths things over. Well, mate, uh, this is the deal. He was asked about the President's Cup. This is where the uh, reporter got tricky. Cam Smith was asked about the President's Cup, and he answered the question, I looked forward to playing in the President's Cup. It's one of those things every two years that I I really enjoy playing in, and I can't wait. Then he was asked if he's going to play in the September 2nd uh, Live Golf event in Boston, to which he stammered a little bit and said, well, you know, I'm here to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. That's where my focus is right now. And the reporter said, I just asked you about an event that's after the Live Golf event, and you answered the question, why can't you answer whether or not you're going to play in the live golf event to which Cameron Smith said, okay, thanks, guys. Nice to see you, and uh, left the press conference. Tony, it looks like Cameron Smith is headed to the live golf tour, but he wants to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs before he makes that announcement. What's and right I with think that? there's going to be a I, lot of guys doing that.
1: Oh, I, that's what I would do if I was him. I just wouldn't talk about it. So I'd the go guys out that business.
0: sued were dumb for leaving early. Yes. If they wanted to play in the Fed. They should have well. hung
1: in there. They should have hung in there. There's nothing that says you can't play in that one and then go play in another one. And you can ask all the questions you want. You just say, I, I plan on All he should have said was, well, I plan on it. You don't have to. I mean, I, I don't. Haven't decided I, I yet. I
0: haven't decided. I have no idea. That's all you have to say. I, uh, I've, I've received an offer, and I'm mulling it over with my family and my agent, and I'll make that decision when the time is appropriate. That's, well. That's an easy way out.
1: The Telegraph of London reported that he's probably being offered $100 million. Wow. And anybody out there that gets offered $100
0: million, yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone. I
1: think you're probably going to go play golf
0: for him. Tony, he's number two in the world right now. This is this would be a huge loss for the PGA Tour because even though he's not charismatic, he is young, he is talented. Most of the guys that have gone so far have either been not had the talent of Cameron Smith or they've been... A little bit long in the tooth, older guys. Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed—they've been around for a while. Phil Mickelson, obviously. Uh, this is a young guy with a lot of talent who just won the British Open. This would be a big loss for the PGA Tour.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, but th- there's there's a million guys. We were just looking at the odds for the FedEx. All these guys from six to eleven to, uh, 11 to one to twenty five to one. but a guy like Cameron Smith wins a major. He's got a good living. And then you go throw money in, and money, you know, if you go back to what John Calipari always says, it's life-changing. Yeah. And these guys have more money than they can ever spend. But when somebody offers you, if you're making $80,000 at your job and a dude walks in and says, we'll give you $2 million to come work for us, you're going to say – well, you know what, y'all have bad ties with people. Everybody <laughs> no, goes. Where no. do I sign? The sad? door's going to hit me in the rear end as I Yeah, I, my I mean, old it's job. just it's just reality.
0: Uh, a judge yesterday rejected live, the live trio's bid to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Now we're talking about Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones, Hudson Swafford. Those are the three guys that wanted to play that were qualified to play by the FedEx Cup points in this week's FedEx St. Jude Classic in Memphis but a judge rejected that temporary restraining order. I'll read it from ESPN.com. U.S. District Court Judge Beth Labson Freeman of the Northern District of California ruled that the live players had not made their case of irreparable harm, and she agreed with the tour's position that the players' argument for emergency relief was of, quote, their own making, end quote. Here's the quote from the judge. It appears to the court... That the live contracts negotiated by the players and consummated between the parties were based upon the players' calculation of what they would be leaving behind and the amount the players would need to monetize to compensate for those losses. I do agree with the defendants, the PGA tour, that those losses were well known to the players at the time and clearly monetized. End quote. That's pretty simple. You made your bed, now you gotta sleep in it. You took the money. You're not hurting for money. You're not being told you can't pursue your profession because you're playing on another tour to pursue your profession. This seems like an open and shut case.
1: Oh, I think it definitely is. And for the non-golf people who are listening to the show, they go, Gooch, Swafford, yeah. and Jones, who are they? So, Well, they're three young, really good golfers. Uh, Matt Jones is not. Matt Jones is not that young a guy.
0: Okay, well, they're... Two and, and, and a, and a half. and Hudson Swafford's okay. I mean, Taylor Gooch,
1: Gooch is the guy that could be good. But if you
0: don't know golf, you have no idea who those three guys. But are. But this is also about keep in mind there are guys that aren't playing this week that are on the Live Golf Tour that are FedEx Cup have enough FedEx Cup points to play the following week that. If this ruling had gone the other way, they may take advantage of that. that. They might have. I love what Davis Love said last week. Look, if these guys come over and play, we are going to recommend to our membership that none of our guys play in this tournament. So you are going to have a, a five-person <laughs> FedEx Cup uh, or, or FedEx Classic. No, it won't happen. But I like it. I like that Davis Love said basically said we don't want them. We don't want them here. They left. They took the money and ran. Why would we let them back?
1: Right, I mean, it, it's just all money grab, and it's just it. If you want to watch the live tour, you go to YouTube and you watch it. And if you want to watch the PGA, you turn on. I, that's all I've ever watched. So
0: I keep I don't I forget it's on. I mean, you don't I don't think about hey I got to go to YouTube to watch some golf. I just don't think that. I watched part of this uh, this kid Kim throwing up a sixty one last week at the Wyndham. Uh, on normal, because it's on CBS, regular CBS television, and you know, watching uh, Nick Faldo cry a little bit at the end was was uh, yeah, a lot of crying going on right now on TV. Now, there shouldn't be a lot of crying. In well, sports, we had Little League John, World right? Series where the hard knocks, little kid hit the kid. I mean, kid. all kinds of things. Dan Campbell cried on hard knocks. J- Jamal and, and Williams. Jamal Williams. Ooh, wow! I thought they were going to have to put a straitjacket on. <laughs> What did you think of Hard Knocks last night with the Detroit Lions?
1: thought it was really good. And I think if anybody has HBO and you are a sports fan, you should watch it. I, I'm a coach, so I like watching the behind-the-scenes things. And uh, the Aiden Hutchinson thing I think is really, really good. And, and Dan Campbell. I mean, we were, we were talking to Matt. Dennison before we left. And he goes, I'm not a big football fan. But he goes, man, I love. He's different, isn't he? Dan Campbell. He's and, different. And, oh, yeah. just If you watch the first five minutes and you watch the Dan Campbell, just background, you got, I love this guy.
0: Yeah, he coached for the uh, Dolphins for a while. He played uh, nine, 11 years, I think, in the NFL as a tight end. He was a tight ends coach with the Dolphins. He ended up being like learning everything he knows from Sean Payton when he coached in New Orleans. A great story. Uh, doing the up downs with the players, fifty of them. Yeah, yeah, I can't. And he was hurt. That's not happening. He had a hurt wrist. Hurt his wrist in a fall at home trying to save his puppies. He and he said, uh, "I don't care if they got what do he say, one ass cheek and uh, and three toes. We're gonna we're gonna beat their butt." Uh huh. Yeah. Watch yeah, out uh Well, that's fine. Jim doesn't censor anything back there. <laughs> um, but look, I said this yesterday. If you ask me. How many Detroit Lions players do you know? Yesterday, before the show, I would have said Jared, Jared Goff. Goff. Now I should have known Aiden Hutchinson. He was the second pick in the draft. Jamal Williams, running back. I still, I still don't know, know a whole lot of players. Right. I know a whole lot of coaches that were ex players. By the way, Indiana Hoosier Antoine Randall L is the uh, wide receiver. Well, their
1: assistant coaches are, are, are all former players. Deuce Staley, Aaron Glenn's the defensive yeah. guy. Uh, Fraley, the offensive tackle, played forever in the league. All these guys. He wanted guys that thought like him, who had played a lot yep. of years and understood the training camp in that, and I thought that was a great, great fit.
0: Are they still the Lions, Tony? Are they still 4-13? and 13? Because you want to run through a wall for this guy, and you feel like they're going to practice really, really hard for him and play really, really hard for him. They're still the Detroit Lions. They're still – you know, basically the same team they were last year, add Aiden Hutchinson into the mix. But are they a 4-13, and or or is this a playoff team?
1: No, it's not a playoff team. But they'll, that I, division? I think, they'll, I think they'll be better. My Vikings. Uh, uh, you're going to be no, surprised it, the, the where I pick your Vikings the, the, when I
0: make my NFL picks the, in a div- few weeks.
1: The division is not strong. The Lions have an opportunity to win more games, but it's going to be a process. It's still a long process. and
0: The schedule's not tough. Because no. it's a it's a bad team schedule. The NFL does this every year. Uh, you got the Bears in the division, not strong. Um, I know Aaron Rodgers is getting some uh, going to uh, you know I don't know. Find his new soul and tattoos, ponytails, doing a, doing a doing a What is that ayahuasca? Is the drug? Oh, they were coach?
1: talking about that. I have no idea. Uh, him, him and Ron White. He I went think. out of
0: town. I mean, out of the country. Had a spiritual awakening and came back. And he's a change man and he wants to win another Super Bowl. Uh, I like the Vikings this year. They've gone to an offensive coach and uh, they're gonna they're gonna loosen the reins on Kirk Cousins. Oh boy, I tell you that that, that I'm getting goosebumps I like thinking Kirk about it, John. cousins. I know that cousins I'm in the minority. I like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but the Vikings have underachieved, and that's yeah, you, just you got as the Vikings Jefferson, fan. Adam Thielen, you got a good running game. You got a. I don't know about got the about defense. Block. I don't know about the defense. The, I like the Vikings this year. Right, well, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear that. All right, what do you think about the protective shells over the helmets? That all the all the NFL teams are having to use it at the camp. A lot of those guys. Well,
1: college teams are using. A lot of those guys
0: flat out don't like them.
1: College teams are using them too, but uh, they made a good point. If it protects you, you'll get used to it. It's just like anything. How many guys did you work with when you were twenty something years old, and they changed something and said, "Oh, I ain't doing that." That's mm-hmm. it, you know, yeah. It's just yeah. change, and if it protects these guys, anything that they do to protect these guys is a okay. bonus.
0: You're hitting a lot harder, in my opinion, in the games. So if you're going to wear them in the preseason, is this a precursor three years down the road? Are we going to be wearing these things in the uh – in the no, regular season? No. Because they, you they, can't they, cover up the logo of the helmet on game day, can you?
1: No, they won't do that. And all the things they've done for concussions, for helmets, for protective stuff, you know, they, they were saying they no, they were doing it more with the guys that were having contact all the time. Yes. and Linebackers,
0: just, offensive and defensive yeah, linemen.
1: Yeah, guys that are, you know, head-to-head. And and it's,
0: it, it's just getting used to just like anything else in the world. By the way, Thursday, Giants-Patriots – on NFL Network and Titans Ravens as preseason football gets Did you see completely underway this did
1: week? Did you see the depth chart for the New York Football Giants? Uh Wondell Rondell Robinson Rondell Robinson's listed as a starter.
0: Yeah. I thought he would be Rondell Moore, kick returner, you know. He's so good. Third third receiver, fourth receiver slot guy, maybe a scat back once in a while, but mainly a kick return guy, but yeah, he's top t- two right now. i tell you Is that, story. Is that the, the poor position that the Giants are in, or is that Wondell Robinson being as talented or more than we thought he was?
1: I think it's the talent, and I think we I saw kind of of that agree. last year. The teams knew he was going to get the football. They couldn't keep him from getting the football. And and Greg Brom, who's at Purdue, I asked him when Wondell Robinson transferred from Nebraska to Kentucky, I said, Greg, I said, how good – is Wondell Robinson. I've watched him play for Nebraska. They used him as a running back. He, he goes, I don't think he's Rondell Moore. He didn't really fear us, and I didn't think he was that good. But I think when you watch Wondell Robinson last year, him him and Rondell Moore are a lot alike. Little guys that can make plays, that have speed. And the one thing that you can't teach or take away from a guy is his nose for the football. And Wondell
0: Robinson – it's just he, He's a talent, man. Uh, I heard Matt and his show earlier talking about Rondell Moore. Arizona Cardinals will be on Hard Knocks in season this year. Uh, Rondell Moore, does he take a big step forward this year?
1: I think You're so. You're going to
0: have Hopkins still out for half a year or so. Um, he's going to get opportunities. And Kyler Murray, he's signed. He's sealed. He's delivered. And as long Rondell as he does Moore. his
1: homework. As long as Kyler oh, does wow. his homework. Uh, wow. But R- Rondell Moore is <laughs> the prototypical typical slot guy man they can run him they can run him on you know reverses they can throw screens to him and he's he's a talent those two guys i tell you what you give me rondell robinson and rondell Moore and a good receiver Wondale and rondell i know it. I'll, I'll beat you
0: that sounds like uh a, a 60s singing group it's Rond the rondales and the wandales <laughs> all right we'll take a break coming back some baseball shohei otani breaks a record again Another record, I should say. Manny Machado with a big night for the Padres. Mariners beat the Yankees in 13 innings last night, one to nothing. You don't see that very often anymore. And who's gonna finish dead last? Cubs or Reds? Listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it Welcome back Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears, Tony Burke in studio on this Wednesday. Final segment. Don't forget, it is uh, Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Awards member wins $10,000. That happens all summer long with the Grand Prix. Of a tw- Grand Prix? Yeah, Grand Prize. You get a Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah you that, get that, a Grand that. Prix. Grand, it's not a Grand Prix you get for a oh, Grand I'm Prize. Sorry. It's a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Two steps. Open your Refreshing Awards app. Click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. That is it. You are entered. You can earn additional entries by buying select top brands like Mountain Dew 20 ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12 packs, large Doritos, many more. Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. To become a Refreshing Wards member, first of all, why aren't you already? But to become one, just text rewards to 80313. That's rewards to 80313. Eminem uh, Cardage hotline still open. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 502 384 1450. Or you can text me on the uh, Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450. Get your last minute text into the show that way. Some uh, quick news and notes Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman had a uh, procedure, a medical procedure last night not related to a football injury and will be out an extensive period of time. Head coach Dave Clawson says he will be back before the end of the season. Uh, they, of course, due to uh, you know privacy laws, they're not saying what it was, but this is not a football injury that uh, Sam Hartman, who's thrown for 4,000 yards in his career, a terrific quarterback at Wake Forest, he'll be out for quite a while. Louisville plays Wake Forest October 29th. Um, if Louisville has the normal luck they have, that'll be the week that Sam Hartman returns for Wake Forest. Roger Goodell versus Deshaun Watson is getting very interesting now. The uh, appeal has been heard. The former New Jersey Attorney General has all the information. It feels like he's on the side of Roger Goodell in the NFL. Deshaun Watson got six-game suspension. He was offered a 12-game suspension. I wonder right now if Deshaun Watson could go back in time if he would take the 12-game suspension. Because the NFL once a year, at least, they want an indefinite suspension and a $10 million fine. And it looks like they might get it. Because Roger Goodell has made a great case that the judge even said this was predatory behavior. He shows no remorse, talking about Deshaun Watson, Uh, but she did not want to get into making the rules for the NFL. So it feels like Roger Goodell got a guy that he knows is going to come back and say, whatever you want, Roger. It's going to be maybe a year, uh, maybe indefinite, and uh, a large fine here. And I'm thinking Deshaun Watson, who looked like he got away scot-free with a six-game suspension, I think he'd take 12 right now. But I think the NFL – if he goes back and says, "Hey, how about we go twelve now?" I think the NFL says, "Nope, we got you where we want you now," and he's going to lose a lot of money. Now, when you get two hundred thirty million guaranteed, maybe ten million's not that big of a deal, but it's still a statement fine. And I think he's going to get a full year, but we shall see. All right, Tony, Cat's Dominican national team tonight from the Bahamas. You'll be watching. I'll be watching. Who are you most interested to see play? To see where they are. Antonio Harris. I like it, the transfer from Illinois State.
1: They've said he has been a really pleasant surprise on defense, not just a scorer and a shooter, and they have been very pleased with his game. I'd be interested to see where a guy, you know, played in uh, Missouri Valley. You know how he works in. I, I know Frederick and Toppin are the guys that everybody wants to see. Yeah, and Toppin just watching the highlights from yeah, the Toppin's, open.
0: Toppin's the guy I want to see.
1: Yeah, the open practice. Toppin knocked threes down. Just look good. Now, they, you know it's not a real game, so it's a whole lot easier. And they probably put. A, I heard they're going to put a pitch count probably on CJ Frederick. Yeah, playing. You know, because he got hurt so many times last year, they don't want to force the issue. Guys like that,
0: um, Case and Wallace.
1: Yeah, you know Wallace and Livingston are guys that they. I tell you what, I watched the thing on Oscar Sheboy about the new trainer at Kentucky working with him on agility and stuff, doing stuff you can't even believe, that for flexibility and stuff, and stuff like that It just kind of amazes me. So with with Wheeler and Sheboy and all these guys in between, if they find the right guys, you're talking about, you know, Kentucky's picked in the top five, most of them, but that, that If some of these guys that you're talking about step up, Kentucky can be really, really good this year.
0: Yeah, I forgot about Harris. That's a good call because um, he came in with a, a reputation as a guy that can score the basketball, can shoot the basketball. But again, you're moving from the Missouri Valley Conference to big-time college basketball in the SEC. You're going to face Gonzaga. You're going to face Carolina. You're going to face uh, Kansas. You're going to face all of these uh, elite schools. It's a different game you know, and and maybe you don't learn a lot against the Dominican national team tonight, but it's still a, intriguing to see these guys play.
1: Yeah, and I, it's a, it's just a case of seeing different people playing with you know you don't have ten guys on your team on the floor you got five so you're you're, you're getting feel for who plays with who and who doesn't and and uh, you know Harris is a six six guy too which is a guard you know maybe a swing guy and that's pretty good size so. Uh, Lance Ware, I don't know how much he'll play. He got hurt. I'm not but sure he plays at all. this I week. don't either, but they were ranting or raving about his game improving. So, you know, everybody, and just like you always say, you know what, when you haven't played a game, everything's great. So you have, you'll have to wait and see.
0: I know it's one game causes this kind of thing to happen, but I still don't understand. I think you're, I know you're in agreement with me. I don't understand the vitriol towards severe Wheeler.
1: I, I think don't think he makes guys. his
0: team unbelievably better.
1: I told you, we were talking before the show, I said, the guy has one game he can't make a shot because he's not a great shooter, and they back off, and everybody's like, well, we got to get him out of there. He can't play. He can't shoot. Well, when Kentucky played him a couple years ago at Georgia, Kentucky couldn't guard him, and he's won games by him, you know, down the stretch, beating people off the dribble. I, I saw video of Kentucky, and he looks bigger and – I mean, not taller, but he looks, you know, stronger. You get an experienced point guard with an experienced center – you can work off of that and i mean you got the best player in the country last year coming
0: back and you got a point guard that's started in the SEC for 3 years that's pretty good you talked about the uh, strength coach uh, how how can oscar sheepway be better this year how
1: i don't other know other than John. shooting
0: the 3 which i is a if you're a fan i don't think you want to see him shooting the 3 no, get in there, get your rebounds, get your putbacks, get I, your get your twenty twenty and fifteen a game. And
1: I saw a video on heavy. him at practice hitting like it was unbelievable how many and it hit that shot. Just I mean, it was amazing to me. And I go to practices in high school. I've been to all these things. When you watch these guys shoot and they just don't hit anything, they're just switching them, switching them, they're throwing them to them. Okay, how
0: good a shooter you are? You just go, wow. All right, we got to talk about Brandon Fott, former Trinity High School pitcher, former Bellarmine University pitcher. He's uh, already in AAA, Tony. Had his second start for the Reno Aces last night. Um, 13 innings, 12 uh, strikeouts, 4 earned runs. He gave up 3 solo homers last night. You watched the game uh, on the MILB feed. Um, your impressions of Brandon fought so far. And will he, because he's in the Arizona organization... Maybe get a cup of coffee at the end of the season.
1: There's an opportunity there. Uh, he came from the Amarillo Sod Poodles. Love that. Double. I love that. I got to get a hat. <laughs> Sod Poodles. <laughs> I haven't got one yet. I'm trying. I was working on that. But he got called up and he he pitched six innings the other day and gave up one run and, and just finished his in his debut. And this is not me talking. First, this,
0: first game in AAA, right? Yes.
1: And uh, this is not me talking, but the guys it sounds like you. the guys that were doing the game were from Albuquerque and they were talking about him. He was throwing 95, 94 consistently. They was high strike zone. They were having trouble hitting him. He was, he'd was he only thrown 49 pitches in and, and five innings, and he threw a pitch to start the inning. It got hit about 436 feet. You're in Albuquerque. That happened. And that, and that next pitch went there. But I will give you a couple numbers, and and Brandon's a great kid. He's 6'4", 235 in that Right-handed name. pitcher. Yep. So he, he pitched, like you said, seven innings last night, seven hits, three runs. And did not walk a guy. Struck out seven. But here's the stat that really I think the Diamondbacks would look at. He threw 84 pitches. He threw 64 strikes in seven innings. That's a lot. That's 12 12 pitches an inning. That's a lot of strikes, though. Yes, and how efficient is that? I mean that—that's the kind of stuff that that the organization looks at. You know, you know, wins and losses. You know, they, he he got two guys thrown out at home, cost him probably cost him uh, almost cost him when they lost after he went in the game. That relief pitcher gave up a, a run, but those type of things from a guy that when he was at Bellarmine, they were playing Division Two. He went to the Cape Cod League and just tore it up. And uh, I know Larry Owens uh, uh, stepped down at Bellarmine, and they he. Just wanted him to be a pitcher, and you know what? It's paying
0: off. And when you're in AAA and your first two starts are that that efficient, yeah, your, pretty, your future's looking pretty good. Uh, Arizona, by the way, is 50-59 and 59 this season. They are 26 games behind the Dodgers. They're not – look, that's respectable. They're not going anywhere because they're in that division. They're in that very difficult division. But it is maybe a situation where you get to September and you – you know, you have those September call-ups, and you say, hey, let's give this guy a starter too, two and see what he can do. Give him a cup of coffee. Give him a feel for what it's like to pitch in a major league stadium against major league hitters.
1: John, you know who his pitching coach was? Old Pittsburgh Pirate. Doug drayback was the pitching coach. That dude, could, say.
0: that dude knew how to pitch. You talk about, you know, you got power pitchers. You got guys with explosive sliders and breaking stuff. Doug Drabeck knew how to pitch. That's like good a, one. Sort of he a was. Greg Maddox didn't have a, a hundred mile an hour fastball, but knew how to pitch, where to throw it, how to get guys out, and that's invaluable. And you and you mentioned fought ninety-five miles an hour hitting on the gun. That's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. All right, baseball Shohei Otani, Tony. The uh stat I've got, and you got a better stat than I do, uh he got his tenth win last night as a pitcher. He is the first player since the man to have 10 home runs and 10 pitching wins in the same season. By the way, he's got 25 home runs. Uh, he hit another one last night. Last night, six innings, four hits, three walks, five strikeouts, no runs against the Oakland Athletics. Otani joins Babe Ruth as the only player ever with 10 wins and 10 homers in the same season. Yep. You've got a better stat than that. Here's
1: mine. Uh, Otani has 157 Pitching strikeouts this season, passing himself from last year, <laughs> and for uh, by a player who's hit twenty-five <laughs> good when home you pass runs. Yourself. You pass yourself of one hundred and fifty strikeouts, and you've hit twenty-five home runs. He's done it twice: nineteen, nineteen. Babe Ruth did it, and he had thirty strikeouts. Only thirty, not one hundred and fifty-seven. And that's that's amazing when you really think about <laughs> hey, it, Tony. And, he, and the... he got hit last night, John. But t- he, yeah, got
0: hit. Ball came back it, and hit him on the foot. And it, he he. Jumped around a little bit. That, it did not feel good. Uh in the Bay Ruth era, Tony, uh, guys took pride in not striking out though. That's the difference. Yeah. Guys don't care about striking out
1: now. Do they, they don't, but Atani's a different animal. <laughs> he
0: is a different animal. Uh the uh uh Angels won that game five to one last night. Manny Machado, a three run walk-off homer, helped the Padres end a five game losing streak, seven to four over San Francisco. Padres went out and got all these guys, Tony, and I know they played the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium, but they had lost – they're, they're two and 2-5 since Juan Soto showed up.
1: Well, Soto did hit a home run last night. Yep. Josh Bell had a big hit. So those guys, that that's a team that can score some runs, and they will.
0: 13-inning game last night. Because of the runner on second base and extra innings, you that's don't see amazing. 13-inning games anymore. Mariners beat the Yankees one nothing in Seattle. Here are the pitching lines – for the starters, Garrett Cole for the Yankees, seven innings, four hits, eight strikeouts. Louis Castillo, sorry Ed, former Cincinnati Red, yeah, I'm sorry, eight innings, three hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. It was an old-fashioned pitcher's duel, and the relievers were just as good until the thirteenth inning.
1: Yeah, it was uh, up to bad base running but by the But another loss Yankees. for the Yankees. And and Castillo beat him the first time out, so he's basically been the Yankee
0: shutdown guy and he did it with the Reds if you remember Castillo shut down the Yankees when he was pitching for the Reds and the the rumor was they're never going to let him get back on the plane and go to Cincinnati yeah He's they wanted be a New to. York Yankee Seattle steps up um I, I wrote Seattle off a couple of weeks ago I'm not sure anymore I, I wrote Seattle and the Red Sox off I'm still writing the Red Sox off Seattle's they got some talent and now they got some pitching
1: yep I agree 100 percent with that call.
0: All right, bats baseball tonight. They lost to Iowa on the road last night, four to two. They'll be at it again tonight from Iowa City, seven thirty-eight start time, first pitch, seven oh five pregame, right here on the Big X. Nick Kern will bring you all the action. And then tomorrow afternoon, one oh eight start, twelve thirty five pregame, which means no spears on sports tomorrow. Oh it's okay, fans. Ooh. I know, I know. The crowd is not happy. I'll be back Friday. Uh To talk about the Kentucky Wildcats against the uh, Dominican national team. Um, And we'll see who played well. And we'll see who didn't play. And we'll talk about who didn't play well. In fact, two games between now and the time I'm back on the air. Talk to you Friday. Maybe Ed Peake will be in studio with Listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on The Big X.